Hey there, I'm Ashley and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I'm an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work, family, social life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts for teachers and mamas, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so, so much more. Living a healthy lifestyle is for everyone from young children to adults. Health, wellness, and emotional and social well-being starts at home and should be expanded upon in the classroom. Everyone can benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. So if you're ready to learn some helpful tips, let's do this thing. Hello, podcast listeners. Today, we are so excited. We are celebrating our one-year anniversary of the podcast. Yes, the Teacher Mamas podcast started exactly one year ago today on August 11th, 2021. And we're so proud of how much we've learned and we're beyond proud of our devotion to the consistency. We've had at least one episode released each week since we've started. And honestly, some of our favorite episodes that we've created are the very first ones and some of the most recent ones. So if you've been following recently, make sure to head back to our very first series because it was amazing. I agree. So in order to celebrate our one year, and this is actually our 50th episode too. So it's like two milestones in one, which is really cool. Um, We are going to give away two free seats to our dream routine for kids mini course. So um, this course is going to help you get ready, get your kids ready for back to school in a deeper way than what we've been able to go through in the podcast. Um, And if you don't know what it is, it is a routine chart and routine PowerPoint course showing you how to make these things for your kids, how to customize them for them, how to get your partner involved in it. Cause we all know that, you know, if not everybody in the family is involved in stuff, usually there's a communication breakdown and then it ends up not happening. Um, so we walk through all that with you. We give you like some, some get out of bed strategies, some get in bed strategies for those kiddos that have a hard time waking up for the ones that have a hard time going to bed. Um, so you just, you get a lot with it for, uh, well, you know, you'll get it for free if you do this whole drawing thing and we give you the templates and everything to go with it. So if you want to get your name entered into the drawing for the free seats, you, I, this is what we want you to do. We want you to go rate us or review our podcast on whatever platform you use. So on some platforms, you can actually write a review on others. All you can do is um, push a little star button. Either one will get you into this, but you need to take a screenshot of your review and share it with us in your DMs, in our DMs um, on Instagram or on Facebook, right, Roberta? Mm-hmm. Either or. Okay. Either will work. Um, so, but that's the really important part. If you just do the review and you don't send it to us in the DMs, we are not maybe even going to know that you did it until a little bit later because we're not going to be checking reviews every single day. So make sure you send it to us. A lot of reviews are anonymous. So without you taking the screenshot, we're not going to know it's you that gave the review. So that screenshot is really important. 
Yeah. So if you're not sure how to rate a review, um, you can follow the link in our Podbean website, which is where our podcast is hosted from. It will send you to Apple or Spotify and the link will directly take you to where you can review the podcast. So that's super simple, easy way to get into this. And again, this little mini course, you can get done in a, uh, just a few hours on the weekend if you have some like a few hours of dedicated time for it and then you can start implementing it right away with your kids so that they get in the habit of hey this is what we do when we wake up in the morning to get our butts out the door and this is what we need to do to get to bed at night so we break everything down to for you make it super simple you don't even have to be an organized person because we do that all for you too (laughs) (laughs) Right. That is one of my strengths is organizing. And so we made sure that it's organized and easy to use. She's our organizer for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, today's episode is not just a celebration, but it's also a second part to a conversation about back to school. Last week, we talked about various logistical things to think through with your kids prior to school starting. And this week, we're going to talk about meal planning and meal prepping. You guys, I'm so excited because this is like, this is my jam right here. I've like spent years getting this process down and it like, it excites me. I'm such a nerd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm good at organizing. Ashley's (laughs) super good at meal planning. So this is, we're going to walk through like how to get your freezers ready before school starts back up. If you're already in school, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This can be applied even now if you are in school. Um, But I like to do this stuff before school starts that way. Like everything is good. I know what my meals are going to be. I know, you know, it just, it makes me feel good. (laughs) So Um, we're also going to give some great tips and tricks, especially if you aren't the biggest fan of cooking and you might even want to pause and take some notes in this episode. Um, because like I said, I've spent years, years like perfecting this process. So, um, if you hate running to the store every other night and I was wondering what the heck is for dinner, like you're always coming home. You're like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to make tonight? I don't know. (laughs) Right. Like this is, this is going to be for you. So buckle up. We got some good nuggets for you today. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is prepping your freezer. So if you are like me and you kind of live in the country, you may have like some chest freezers downstairs. Well, you don't have to live in the country to have a chest freezer, but, um, (laughs) we do a lot of hunting in my family. So we need, we need a lot of freezer space for all of the hunting that we do. And we also did chickens this year. We, we raised and butchered 50 six chickens. So we need a lot of freezer space, uh, which means that they're not always organized. And so we like to take some time and organize them and like maybe even defrost them before school starts back up. So, so first off, I would like to share that one way we survived the beginning of the school year by not eating junk food every single night and collapsing on the couch from exhaustion is making sure that I have some meals in the freezer that I can just pop in the oven when we get home. Uh, Since we've been working on ourselves so much and like doing all this self-care stuff, the beginning of the school year for me has been 
way better than previous years. It has usually been like the first couple of weeks, I literally get home and I would just plop on the couch because I was so exhausted. Since we're taking care of ourselves a lot better, I still have energy when I get home, which the last couple of years has been weird because it's been totally opposite of that before. But it's still nice to just have meals to pop in the freezer. So we like to do a few of these a week. Uh, So if you can double batch and freeze six recipes, you'll have three meals a week for the first four weeks of school. This is super simple to meal prep like that. So just find six healthy and easy freezer friendly recipes and set aside a day to do this. Like I like to do it on a weekend or if you're busy the rest of the weekends before school, just pick a day. Um, your kids can help too. your, your husband. I don't know. I usually find it most helpful if I just do it by myself. (laughs) Yeah. So Ashley, do you also sometimes, I feel like we've talked about this, but maybe not. Um, Mm -hmm. have you also done it where like you'll double batch, like you'll make a recipe, but make a second one to put in the freezer. Like you eat one that night and put the second one in the freezer. Is that a thing? Yes. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit, you know, after we're done talking about the freezer stuff. So, but yes, absolutely. Um, because I like to minimize my kitchen time as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like I said, like you want to get easy. Don't go for like super complicated meals that are going to take a long time to prep and prepare. There's, there's literally websites out there where you can get like 10 meals done in a couple hours because they're so Mm -hmm. simple. So you just gotta, you know, maybe type in simple freezer recipes or whatever. And mine change all the time. So I don't have like, you know, recipes that I can give you guys right off the top of my head, but it's really easy to just Google. I mean, they're everywhere. I know what I love to do is the crock pot ones. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, that's another thing you could do because like, if you're only doing three meals a week, well, the other two, you could just do an Instapot meal or a crock pot meal or whatever. For this method, you want to make sure that you have freezer pans ready to go, Ziploc bags, uh, and markers. Cause you always, always, always want to label everything with any directions that need to happen. Like maybe you need to add cheese on top or whatever it is while it's cooking, Um, so make sure you add all those directions, maybe some extra ingredients. Like if you're doing tacos or whatever, write the ingredients on the lid that you need to go grocery shopping for that way, when you're actually meal planning it out later, you see it right on the lid and you can add those right to your shopping list and make sure you date it. That's a really important one too, because you don't want something in the freezer for like two years. (laughs) So The second thing I like to do is go through my freezers and make a list and post it somewhere inside my cupboard so that I know exactly what's in it. So that might sound a little weird, but like I said, if you have a lot of freezers like we do and, um, you know, the fridge upstairs, like it gets, you forget what's in there. And if you're buying like a pig or you're buying a cow and you're splitting it with people, you forget how much of that meat is actually in your freezer. We deer hunt. So we have a lot of deer burger in there, a lot of deer roast. Well, I forget how much is actually in there. Um, And then now I have like a count of how many chickens we have in the freezer. So 
then, you know, when you're, when you're writing down this all down, you also want to write your meals down on there as well. So you remember what meals you have in the freezer. So they don't just sit in there and go bad. Um, that would be really sad if you're putting all this work into this and then you forget about them. So, um, this way, you know, I know exactly, exactly what's going on each week, how much is in each freezer and everything. So let's move on to our weekly meal planning. <laughs> so this is the part that can get really overwhelming for a lot of people because you're running around doing all this stuff and you're like, oh my gosh, how do I ever have time to figure this stuff out? Um, so one thing you can do is keep recipes that you like in like a Ziploc bag or however you like to keep recipes. Um, or you could keep a list of recipes somewhere like in an Excel spreadsheet or something like that, just so you remember what you actually like to make. And then you have those uh, ready to go, those ideas. So you're not sitting there trying to figure out each week what in the heck you're going to eat. Um, one thing, if you guys sign up for our email list, you're going to get our free uh, meal planning sheets. There's a whole bunch of them in there. There's a list that you can post in your cupboard to keep in the freezer or keep in the cupboards to keep in the freezer. Um, a grocery list. And it's super easy to, I like to put it inside of a little uh, sleeve thing, those clear protective sleeves, and then just write on it each week with an expo marker. So that is super simple. Um, so we're going to link that down below and just go ahead and sign up for it and you will get everything everything you ever need to put on the side of your fridge to make sure that you are ready to go for meal planning. So just like I talked about above, you can also batch meals while you're making them in the kitchen. So this is what Roberta kind of talked about, and we'll get into the actual meal planning process in a second, but I love double batching my meals and throwing one in the freezer for later for those busy nights. So this way you keep your supply up. So I said earlier, I like to make at least three meals a week for four weeks well you're eventually going to run out and then that's sad because <laughs> mm -hmm. you don't have anything for the rest of the year so if you are if you have meals each week that you're making and it's really easy to double batch and freeze them do it because it doesn't take you any more time and then you're cutting down on the amount of time every week that you're in the kitchen after that you can also double batch your recipes and use them for lunch. So you're not having to plan out lunch every day. I never plan my lunch out because I just eat leftovers all the time. And some of you say, well, I don't like leftovers. Well, you can either stick with that or you can suck it up because <laughs> I love leftovers. They're so easy and you don't have to think about it. So, and then we also eat a lot. So sometimes we actually even like triple the recipe. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And when and I say like, eat a lot, I mean, we're making healthy meals. So it's not like we're eating a bunch of junk food. <laughs> right. And I have to say, I've noticed with leftover, I'm a big leftovers fan as well. I think it takes like just the decision fatigue out of, out of mm -hmm. figuring out lunch. But mm -hmm. beyond yep. that, I've noticed there are some meals that are honestly better the second day because it's like yeah. all the flavors have had time to melt together and right. There are just some things that's like, oh my gosh, these leftovers are 
way better than they were last night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've had some questions on Instagram about picky kids and, um, I've worked with my kids since they were very, very little, like you have to try stuff. You can't just say no. And Roberta, you just started this with Xander, right? It's a tiny bite or whatever. Yeah. It's called a no thank you bite, which is if you're, if your kids have watched um, Disney channel, it's, there's a whole song and an episode on the little show called tots super cute but it resonated with my little guy and so we have a no thank you bite um after you know my guy's a little different because he's always nervous about it having um his allergen in the food the thing he's allergic to so we have to talk through that first no it's safe it's sander safe you can eat it so now you need to try it Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of times it's taken, and I have to say, like, it was really frustrating for a good, well, up until recently, like when we started introducing food until now we've been working on this. So it's not not always a quick fix. He's a super stubborn kid, but it's finally paying off. And he's finally, I think, leaving the picky eating behind. It's taken like a year and a half, but Mm -hmm. now food isn't as big of like a fight every day. He actually Mm -hmm. ate a piece of pizza yesterday, which you'd think, oh, kids love pizza. Not my kid, Mm -hmm. you know? So we're finally, finally getting over it by just saying, you know, you have to have one bite and then you can say, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. I think that's important just with any kid. Like if you have a kid that we deem picky, quote unquote, um, maybe it is a food allergy that is upsetting their stomach and that's why they don't want to eat certain foods. Now, some kids are just picky, um, but maybe if you notice that they're saying no to certain foods all the time, maybe it is like hurting their stomach or giving them, you know, like you know, check their poops. <laughs> right. Their meals, right? Um, right. So that would they're be complaining something. of a stomach ache. Yeah. That would be something to consider is, do they have a food allergy that you're not aware of yet? Um, But for those kids that are just picky and you end up making a, we'll just say like an extra meal each night for them. Right. um, I'm just going to 100% come out there and be honest with you guys. I think that is the absolute worst way to deal with a picky kid because what you're doing is you are training them to, Oh, mom will just make me whatever I want. I don't actually have to like eat the meal. And oftentimes the thing that they want is not healthy. (laughs) So just like they at least have to try it. Right. Um, and then also with my kids, I have, um, I've just, I, from the beginning, I'm like, if you don't eat your meal, you are not getting anything else until like before bedtime. So if you're hungry before bed, your plate will be sitting here for you and that's what you'll eat. Yeah. I'm not, we definitely do that too. Yeah. I'm not making you a separate meal. Like that's, I'm not, restaurant mom. That's not how this works. (laughs) Yeah. So, and if you, if you are thinking like, I'm coming at you kind of strong here, like I have a pretty strong opinion on this. So I'm not, don't worry. I'm not judging you or anything. This is just like, this is just my 100% full on opinion. I'm not watering it down for you. (laughs) 
Um, another way you can deal with picky kids if they don't like eating uh, vegetables. My daughter is really picky with her vegetables. I do make her try them when we have them. She complains every single time. So don't think that my kids are perfect and they just eat everything. They don't, they complain about it. Um, but I do make them try it. And then I also have like a second veggie option because to me, vegetables are the most important part of the meal. Um, obviously we need protein to keep us full and, and carbs for energy and all that stuff. But the one thing that we usually forget is the veggies. So I always have a different vegetable option for her. Uh, and then you can also sneak veggies into the meal. Like if you have meatloaf, you can do, uh, shredded carrots in there. No one will ever know. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's lots of good recipes that you can find where you can sneak veggies in. And you guys, I have to do this with my husband as well. So it's not just kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like um, we've been, we've started, um, like in spaghetti, we blend yes. uh, chickpeas really mm-hmm. small and put it in with our sloppy joes. I, um, we use a food blender and like really blend down steamed broccoli or cauliflower Mm -hmm. and put that in like sloppy joes but we have to do it we have to make sure we do that when the kids aren't watching (laughs) right (laughs) so or squash is another really good one like I've seen macaroni and cheese made with squash yeah and obviously with cheese as well but like you mix some squash in there and it actually just makes it more creamier so yes you won't even notice it and sometimes it makes it taste better too yeah, that's what we noticed with the the chickpeas. It made our spaghetti sauce way creamier, almost like it had like that milk base, mm, which mm-hmm. which it didn't. Um, but yeah, it was. It, I thought it made it really good. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so kind of moving more into the actual meal planning, we got a few tips out of the way. So. What you want to do, first of all, is you have to pick a day to meal plan and you have to put it in the calendar. I don't have to put it in the calendar anymore because it's just become such a habit for me. It's just natural. This is what we do every week. Um, If you try and make those food decisions in the emotional state of when you are like coming home, you're going to eat hungry, (laughs) right? Or hungry. Yeah. You're going to end up eating pizza or whatever is easy every night. So it has to get scheduled. It has to get put in your calendar if you're not used to doing this yet. So if it's like Friday, okay, I know I'm going grocery shopping this weekend. So that means Friday night, I need to sit down. I need to plan out our meals. So that way I can make my food list and I can go to the store this weekend mm-hmm. sometime. Um, and then, like I already said, make sure you're using a meal planner, um, like the one that I made for you guys. So again, go sign up for it if you haven't yet link will be below. They've already signed up for our newsletter. Yeah. Maybe we should put it in this next week's newsletter yeah, so that they can get it too. Yeah. That's a good idea. I like that. <laughs> for the moment um, that. Yeah. One thing that I found that I've been using and I really like is, and I just found this like a month ago. Uh, I found these like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, blah, 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 days of the week, post-it notes from target. You can probably get them on Amazon too. I don't know if I can find the link. I will also post that. But the best thing about these is I can sit in my comfy chair, make my meal plan, and then I can pull it off and then go stick it on the fridge. 
And then my husband had the really good idea of, hey, when we're done with the sticky notes, we can just like put them in a folder for later. And then there's all our meal ideas. So we don't have to keep, like I said earlier, keep thinking about new meals each week, right? Sometimes we overcomplicate things and we might want to make like these new meals every single week and, and these like really crazy out there meals that are going to take us, like, we think we have to, we have to spend like an hour every night meal, like prepping and cooking and everything. You don't have to do that. A lot of times what I do is keep it super simple. I'll just like grill chicken, steam vegetables and bake a potato. And that's our meal. Mm. Like it doesn't have to be complicated. And this is where people get super overwhelmed because they're looking through recipes and like, oh my gosh, I'm not good at cooking. I I don't know how I'm going to get this all done and blah, blah, blah. So don't like just add in, if you're not used to doing this, add in one new meal a week. And then for the rest of them, just repeat meals that you've already done. And of course, like you don't have to have every single meal healthy. We eat about 80% healthy in our house. And then we still leave room for like pizza and stuff like that too. So um, moving on, make sure that this actually gets posted somewhere. If you have it inside of a cupboard that you never go into, or it's like, you know, mixed in with all your other papers, you're not going to use it. And again, you're going to just go with the easy thing. You're not going to remember to take the thing out to thaw it. Um, So make sure it is on your fridge and you need to make it a habit every single night. I look at it. I've added it into my nighttime routine. I look at what we're having the next day. That way, if I have to pull something out of the freezer, it sits on the counter overnight. It's thawed out and I throw it in the fridge in the morning. So that is just something that you need to end up making a habit. Mm-hmm. And we've got lots of episodes on habits. So, <laughs> right. One tip that I have that I do for meal planning is to, I always struggle with coming up with something for every single day of the week. So mm-hmm. I think it was last year um, we decided we love the concept of Taco Tuesday. So we do something taco themed on Tuesdays. So I thought, okay, well, let's come up with something cute for every day of the week. And that'll help me meal plan. So like Mondays is like soup and salad. Um, And this isn't all the time, but it's like the, it just helps me plan like more generally. So Mondays for us is soup and salad. Tuesdays are tacos. Wednesday is a casserole. Um, Thursdays are our leftover day. And then Friday is some sort of pizza, whether we make it ourselves or get it or whatever. But we love pizza, so we want to make time for it. But we also don't want to like not plan and eat pizza every night. So if we know that Fridays we're going to eat pizza, then everyone's good. Um, Saturday, we typically do like some sort of grilling or like burgers or something. And then Sundays are just kind of left up to whatever we feel like maybe trying something new. And that's a really good uh, thing to do if you are finding yourself getting really overwhelmed with, oh my gosh, I have to plan seven days. And honestly, sometimes I plan out seven days and I don't even use all seven because we will do leftovers or something in there. So then you can just carry those over to the next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I found that too. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, if there's a meal, like Roberta said, casseroles, soups, those are all really good meals to double batch and then make sure that you're adding double the ingredients to your shopping list. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then, or you can 
you can use those for lunch or you can use them for freezer meals. Um, and then we're going to talk about kids lunches and stuff. Cause they are kind of on a different lunch schedule than us. We're going to talk about them after I'm done going through all this. Um, and one meal we have not talked about yet is breakfast. So mm-hmm. with that decision fatigue thing, the best thing to do that I highly recommend is eat the same breakfast every day or like for my kids, they'll switch back and forth between a healthier cereal and a bagel. And then like I add fruit in there and stuff for them. Um, but that really helps with the, oh my gosh, what am I going to do for breakfast? Um, I do a, that my nutrient dense shake every day for breakfast. I add frozen spinach, cauliflower, frozen berries. Um, and you can't even taste the, the spinach and the cauliflower. So you're getting two servings of vegetables in right away when you wake up. Um, and then I also switch between oatmeal and peanut butter. If you guys saw how much I ate for breakfast, you would be amazed. I probably eat enough for like two people because I don't snack throughout the day. Some people like to snack. I don't snack. I get carried away with snacking. So I just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like I said, my husband and my kids eat the same breakfast. So that really helps with our shopping list. Throughout the week, have something posted where you can also write down ingredients that you're running low on. This is where our shopping list gets out of control sometimes, or we forget things and then we end up having to run to the store 10 times. We're in the middle of the country So it's not easy for us to just go run to the store unless I run right after work. But usually it hits when I'm at home and I'm like, oh, we don't have that. So it's not like I'm thinking about it at school. I'm like, oh, I can stop at the grocery store quick. No, it's usually right when I get home. And I'm like, well, that's not happening now. And then your meal's not happening. And then what happens? We have chicken nuggets or pizza or whatever, right? So make sure you're writing your ingredients down while you're running low on them and add them to your list. One thing I freaking love is we put an Alexa in our kitchen and it's really, really easy to just shout at her and be like, Alexa, add this to the shopping list. And (laughs) she, uh, adds it all there, makes it really easy for our shopping list. Cause I can either just do the shopping list right off of the Alexa app, or I can, and it separates it for you into categories, which is really nice as you're running through the store. Or if I'm sending the husband, I can write it down on a piece of paper or whatever. Um, You know, once in a while I get like, I just showed Roberta this this weekend. (laughs) Once in a while we get puppies on there or (laughs) (laughs) because the kids like to talk to Alexa too and think that they're funny and add funny things to the shopping list. (laughs) No, it is. It's really funny. I'm always like, it's always in the other section at the bottom. So it's really easy to just check off, but (laughs) it makes me laugh. That is fun. Good, good entertainment. So then just like you schedule in your meal planning, you want to schedule in your grocery shopping too. Again, if you don't plan, it's not going to get done. Bad things will happen. <laughs> so um, don't walk into the grocery store with no plan. Uh, this is when, you know, all the cookies get added in. And if, especially if you're shopping hungry, oh my gosh, not good. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. Um, and then go through each day while you're making your shopping list, 
go through each day individually and make sure that you have everything in the cupboard. So like Monday, for example, okay, you know, you're eating. <clears throat> so you can do this with each day or with each meal, you know, you're eating for breakfast each week, what's in your smoothie. Okay. Make sure that's all in your cupboards or in your freezer. Make sure it's on your shopping list. You know that you're having leftovers for lunch. So you can skip that one. Okay. Now Monday dinner, what do I need for this meal right here? Pull up the recipe, go through, make sure you have all the ingredients, add them to your shopping list. Super simple. If you start looking at your whole week, it's going to get really complicated and overwhelming and you're not going to get everything added onto your shopping list. You're going to end up running to the store again. So once your list is made, uh, now you have to decide, are you going to go to the store and actually shop for me? I absolutely hate it. <laughs> like, especially if I'm bringing the kids, I'm like trying to focus on my list and they're always like, mom, look at this mom, look at that mom, look at this. Mom. And I'm like, you guys, I cannot concentrate on shopping right now mm -hmm. because you keep interrupting me and it drives me crazy. <laughs> so the one thing that we have been doing for, I don't know, since it came out basically is doing in-store pickup. And I think this, I mean, this is pretty brand new since COVID hit and I love it because they bring it out to you. They load your car for you. If you go to some place like Aldi, they only charge you like $2 and they do the shopping for you. You don't have to waste your time. Um, you can use the Instacart app for other places like Cub and um, whatever. I know all grocery stores are different all around the United States. So whatever is, you know, on the Instacart app for you, but you can use Instacart for pretty much everything if you are in a more rural area. We cannot get delivery out where we are in the country, which is fine. We just, we do a one time a week, um, like run to the nearest town and we go do all our shopping then. And we just pick it up. It's super easy. It saves us like an hour of time. It's really nice. You can also do a meal plan service like HelloFresh. Um, we just started HelloFresh. And I, we actually decided last night we're going to cancel it because it's not really working out the best for our family. But I did find another one that has, and now I can't remember the name of it. Um, it has bigger portions, it sounds like, and it's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to go too far into detail about how we, we liked HelloFresh, like their meals were really good. It just wasn't really working for our family. If you want to see my full review on it, go to Instagram because I review the whole thing there and tell you what and was what was and was not working for our family. Um, but I really do highly suggest that you maybe even just once a week do a meal plan if you, you know, want to try it out. A lot of them now have like hundred dollars off or over three boxes or like HelloFresh has 16 free meals over seven boxes or whatever it is. So you're really not losing money <laughs> and why not try it? <laughs> um, this will also help cut down on like your decision fatigue. They send you the meal. Hey, that's the meal I got to make tonight. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, you know, or highly suggest doing the pickup or delivery service. So it's really been like the best thing for us. And it cuts down 
on like you, the worst person in the grocery store for me, you guys is my husband. He definitely has like the, Oh, I didn't eat or I, um, I'm just like craving all the things and he will throw everything in the cart and it drives me bananas. He's worse than the kids. So if I can keep him out of the grocery store, it's, it's a good day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't do this because I just do it the night of, but you know, when you get home, as you're unloading groceries, you can prep your veggies, you can wash and chop them. I'm usually too wore out from our shopping excursions because it's usually like a half a day thing. Cause we have to run to the big town, you know, it's not just like five minutes away, but I'm also okay with just cutting and chopping that night. It's not a big deal for me. If it's a problem for you, or you know that you make bad food decisions throughout the week, you may want to consider having vegetables ready. So you can just grab those instead of grabbing something else that's a lot less healthy for you or having fruit ready to go. Um, and then also make sure you use that meal planner throughout the week. Like I said, I, I do it as a habit every single night before bed, I take it out. I let it thaw on the counter and then I put it back in the fridge in the morning. That way it's ready to go when I need it, when I get home. I know I want to go print out your meal planning papers and start getting ready for the beginning of school over here. Yeah. And you know, you can print a bunch of them out and use one a week and then save them in a folder. Like I said, I'm doing with the post-its or you can put it inside of a a plastic sleeve and, Mm -hmm. you know, just erase it with Expo marker each time. Either way works. Um, Moving on to like kids lunches, you know, we kind of talked about this last week where our kids are no longer probably getting free lunches at school anymore. So now we have to make that choice. Are my kids going to eat school lunch or are they going to take a lunch? Um, my high school has a microwave that the kids can use. Not every school does. So check that out if your kids like to bring leftovers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also make sure that you're looking at the school lunch menu each week. I don't know about you guys, but it wasn't even worth it to look at it last year because it would literally change the morning of. And if I would have tried to plan out which days my kids were eating at school last year, I would have been the most frustrated mom ever because the supply chain was so terrible last year that it was like, they were pretty much feeding them whatever they could get their hands on. Mm, (laughs) So I'm really hoping this year is different, but I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You can definitely use that. And if it's like, use the lunch menu and if it's not working out for you, I would just say like, I, I would say have a very understanding heart and know that our lunch ladies are doing the best that they can to get food in. Uh, but it's just been really hard with the supply chain issues that have been going on. So, and I think that's really good for parents of kids with allergies to hear, like maybe if your kid has an allergy, you can't rely on the menu. So maybe you do need to just unfortunately pack a lunch every day. And I know that's what we'll have to do when my son starts going to school because I can't, I will not be able to trust the menu or even know like his allergy is, could be in anything, which we've learned things you wouldn't even think would. 
has right. egg in it. So it's something that we'll have to, we'll just have to make sure he has a packed lunch. And that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with, with packing a lunch, it'll be important um, if that's what you need to do or want to do to get your kids in on what are some things that they would like to eat. Find out how much time they have for lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest thing I, I think with my own kid is, you know, at home, she could spend an hour. We have long meals at the table and we're talking and enjoying time as a family. But when she's at school, they may only have 10 to 15 minutes. So talking through, okay, when you're at lunch, it's, it's time to eat and you need to focus on eating your food that's in front of you because you don't have a ton of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and working through all of that, like just getting the kids involved in, in ideas for both meals during the week and their lunches if need be would be mm-hmm. helpful and also gets them involved and they feel important. And maybe, especially those picky eaters, maybe they're more likely to actually eat. Yeah, I think that's really important, making sure that you're offering your kids choices, like I said earlier, like with vegetables at dinner, uh, or if it's their lunch that they get to choose or their breakfast that they get to choose. Um, but like, um, like I, I like to do at dinner sometimes is uh, if it if it doesn't take me any more time in the kitchen, I'll offer them choices there too. I think I forgot to cover that earlier. Like the one day I was doing enchiladas and and I didn't have the chicken off the bone yet. So um, and they didn't want enchiladas. And I was like, well, okay, it doesn't take me any more time to give them just chicken on the bone because that's what they love chicken on the bone and so I was like okay I am letting this go and I'm giving them chicken on the bone with some vegetables and maybe even some fruit because it didn't matter at that point because I it wasn't making me spend any more time in the kitchen so um you know that's another thing to consider as well like offering them choices with the meal, if you know 100% they are not going to like it, I think that's totally fine to do. So um, it's just for me, I don't want to spend any more time in the kitchen. And that's why, um, why I don't make them a second meal. Well, one of the reasons why. <laughs> um, another thing I've also heard people do is they give their kids the choice of like, you could have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich night. Um, so like if there's one meal for sure that they, you know, that they don't like during the week, but it's like something that you and your husband like, um, you could offer them one meal a week. Like, Hey, you can make your own peanut butter and jelly sandwich if you want or whatever their thing is. And you get that one meal a week so that mom and dad can have whatever they want basically without having to listen to you complain. (laughs) So I thought that was a really cool idea too. So just, just things to consider. We would love to hear from you guys. Uh, I would love to make any other freebies that you might make. I've been thinking of possibly making like a meal planning course. If this is something that you would be interested in, please send us a DM. Uh, I 
like totally geek out over this stuff. And like I said, I've perfected it over the years. So I feel like I have a lot of knowledge to give, especially for people who feel really overwhelmed in the kitchen and like how to break it down and make it not so overwhelming for you. So we gave you lots of good tips today, but if you're still like, Hmm, I think I could really use like a step-by-step course and like somebody pushing me through it to be able to get this down, please send us a DM. I would love to hear it. Uh, and then we are just super grateful for you guys. So grateful that we've been able to spend an entire year with you, mm-hmm. 50 episodes. So freaking cool. Very cool. And I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Absolutely. And don't forget to go do those ratings and reviews and send us a screenshot on Instagram or Facebook messenger. Yes, we would love to get you your free dream routine for kids course. We will be drawing the winners on Wednesday evening. So Wednesday, the 17th of August, we will be drawing those winners. But don't worry, if you don't win, you can still be a winner by going on over and checking out our uh, dream routine for kids on your own. Uh, The website is in the show notes and you can check it out and you can still get it for yourself. It's open. It's self-paced. You don't have to wait um, for anything. You'll be able to sign up and start getting to work right away. So again, drawing on Wednesday evening, the 17th, and we'll post the winners on Instagram. So Cannot wait to see you there in the Instagram DMs. Talk to you next week. We want to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us chat about healthy family living. We would love to hear your thoughts or any ideas you have for future episodes. So feel free to message us at the teacher mama's podcast at gmail.com or the teacher mama's podcast on Instagram. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave a quick rating or review on whatever platform you're listening from. If something really stood out to you today, don't forget to share it with someone else in your life that might need to hear it too. Spread the word. Please don't forget to share with your online community and tag us. For more positivity and inspiration on how we navigate life and the things we do on a daily basis to stay sane in the crazy, don't forget to go follow each of us on Instagram. Check the show notes for our handles.